Welcome to another personal episode on the Social Media Influencer Podcast. I'm Jenny Peterson. If you are an OG and you're returning, hey girl, hey, welcome back. If you are new here, welcome. On Tuesdays, I release personal episodes. We talk all about life. And on Thursdays, I release business episodes. Before we dive in, I want to give a quick listener shout out to Tay Ruiz5, who left a five-star review and said, Okay, I'm so happy you shared your podcast. I'm a very new affiliate with your company. I really enjoy this podcast and the information it contained. I will use this now. Can I just say I love listening to you on live videos, weekly meetings, and now podcasts? Yes, and not in a creepy way. You really have a way of motivating and even inspiring. P.S. I'm addicted to Amazon too. Thank you so much for leaving a five-star review. That means the world to me. And I love that you're a brand new affiliate for you. I'm so excited to work with you. And if you're listening and you want to work really closely with me, you would like to be involved in a company that is different than any other affiliate marketing company out there. Why? Because it was made by an affiliate for an affiliate. It was made by an influencer for an influencer. Then head over to beautifulyou.com. That's beautifulyou.com. And you can apply to become an affiliate there. Now let's dive into this personal juicy podcast episode. I just got back from Vegas. My husband and I did a very last minute trip to celebrate our 19th wedding anniversary. It sounds so weird to even say that. Like Preston and I have been together now longer than when I was single. And if you're listening to this, you're like, wait a second, how old are you? Because I told somebody we're celebrating our 19th wedding anniversary and she texted me back and she's like, oh my gosh, you're so old. (laughs) like, excuse me. I am not old. I am 38. Okay. I was a teenage bride. And let's just acknowledge the elephant in the room. My dogs are here with me. I have three dogs because I'm crazy. It's fine. That's another discussion for another day. So we went to Las Vegas, which is a really short trip. And we, of course, as tradition would have it, didn't plan anything. But we had a great time. We thing is, we don't ever plan our trips, you know, unless we're going with somebody and they plan it. We don't plan our trips. We show up and then we we always make the most of it. We have amazing vacations together and it always works out. We always have such a good time together. And I think it's really important to go on trips just as a couple. Yes, it's great to take family vacations, but before we were parents, we were lovers. Okay. Before we were parents, we were a married couple and we still like to go on trips just one-on-one. And eventually my kids are going to be raised and gone and it's just going to be us by ourselves. So we do like to take trips together even recently. And okay, this is way too much TMI. This is too much TMI. I know it, but I'm going to say it anyways. Our kids are older now. My girls are 15, 14, and my boy is 10. And I did not realize this, but when you get into the teenage years, now my kids, their social life is insane. They have way more of a social life than I ever did as a teenager. And by the way, both my girls are extroverts, just like their daddy. And just like their daddy, they need to be with people. They need to be social. They need to hang out with friends. And I'm so grateful that both of my teenagers have good groups of friends. That makes a huge difference. But between that and my oldest has a job and they both have so many activities, cheer, tumbling, music lessons, church activities, and so much more. And 
What I didn't realize is my teenagers are out late, not just on the weekends, but a lot of times during the weekdays. And I didn't realize how that would affect our sex life, but it does. (laughs) It does. Because by the time we get everybody to bed, we're wiped out. So even recently, Press and I have been taking like staycations and getting away on the weekends just so we can keep that fire burning bright and also to keep our sanity. So we went away to Las Vegas this weekend with no plan, but it turned out amazing. We went to a Circus Olay show. We've been to most of the Cirque shows. If you've never been, they're awesome. The one that we went to this last time, it depends on your humor. It depends on if you're sensitive to language. I didn't realize that it would be totally different than the other Circus Soleil shows that we've been to. It's called Mad Apple and awesome, amazing. It's all about New York, really amazing acts. There is a comedian who is pretty vulgar and uses really strong language. (laughs) And also like, I'm like, how is this happening? Like this comedian is, is telling politically charged jokes. He's making fun of people in the audience. He's talking about religion and all these polarizing things. And I'm like, that's got to be a hard job because you know, your audience is like a 50, 50 split either way you go. So anyways, if they removed the comedian, it'd be perfect in my opinion, but we did go to that and it was fun to try something new. We stayed at the Bellagio Hotel right there on the Strip, which I've never stayed there before. It was beautiful. They have an amazing gym, by the way. Amazing gym. And in case you've never been to the Bellagio before, they have this amazing courtyard right there, right after you walk in through the lobby. It's a conservatory, and every season, they change up the theme. So it's a 14,000-square-foot botanical garden, and right now, it's the Garden of Love which was very fitting for our anniversary, but they change it every season and it's just beautiful. So if you're ever in Vegas, even if you're not staying at the Bellagio, definitely stop by the Bellagio to see their fountain show, but also go inside to see this beautiful conservatory and how they change it up. Okay, I have to share a funny story with you real quick. So on Saturday morning, we have a pest control office in Las Vegas. So Preston went and left early in the morning to go do the training meeting with his sales team. And I decided to go work out, which I was very proud of myself for working out on vacation, by the way. But I was looking for the gym, which is located inside the spa. And just in case you didn't know, I have no sense of direction. I have no sense of direction. I We normally stay on the strip when we go to Vegas in different hotels. I have gotten lost before inside these massive hotels that have these massive casinos, which don't have any clocks and they don't have any windows. And it's like, they want you to get lost (laughs) and never find the exit. So anyways, I'm looking for the spa so I can go to the gym and I walk past the conservatory, which is beautiful. And I pull out my phone and I'm recording. And then I see signs that say spa tower. So I keep walking, keep walking, keep walking, get to the spa tower. I can't find the freaking spot anywhere. So I finally ask somebody, where's the spa? Where's the gym? And he's like, oh, this is the spa tower. This is just guest rooms, which by the way, why would you name the tower for the guest room spa tower? That's just stupid. Okay. It's not a spa. So anyways, he's like, this is just guest rooms. You're looking for the spot. You're going to turn around and you're going to go back down this way. And it's really easy to find. You can't miss it. Nobody ever misses it. And I'm thinking, sir, I just missed it. I just missed it. So in case you're wondering where the spa is, it's right across the hall 
from the conservatory. And I was like, this is not, this is easy to miss in my opinion, because everyone's looking to the left at the conservatory and not at the spa on the right. Okay. I can't be the only person who has missed it, but I did. The Bellagio also has an amazing steakhouse, which we ate at. And it was amazing too, because you're literally looking at the water fountain show right from the window. It's perfect. It was pricier, but it was so delicious. My husband's from Texas, y'all. He's a very meat and potatoes, very basic man when it comes to the food that he likes to eat. So we go to steakhouses a lot. The steakhouse was called Prime, if you want to try it. It was really good. 10 out of 10, recommend. And let's talk about gambling. So I'm not a gambler. I don't enjoy gambling. Well, never. I have been gambling in the past. I just sit there and think about like, well, I'm losing money as we speak. And I don't have very good luck with gambling. And it's probably the attitude that I'm bringing to the gambling. And I'm thinking, well, that could have been a massage. That could have been tickets to a show. That could have been a new purse. And I can't enjoy it. I just can't enjoy it. My husband, he loves to gamble. And he loves slot machines. I hate slot machines. So we have found that it works best if we just spend some time apart. I let him go and gamble. I'm not his mother. I'm not his mother. I'm his wife. I'm like, if you enjoy gambling, you can go gamble. I don't want to be there because I will bring a bad energy to it. It won't be enjoyable for either of us. And he wins every single time. This man wins every single time. And he loves the slot machines, which I'm sure is amazing for his ADHD brain because you get those dopamine shots over and over again. So while he was off gambling, by the way, he hit like four jackpots. I'm telling you, this man always wins. If you ever want to go <laughs> with somebody who's a winner, you take Preston with you. And meanwhile, I was in the room recording Thursday's podcast episode, which is all about how to get what you want. It's about, you got to get your ask in gear. You don't get what you wish for. You get what you ask for. And I share seven big takeaways from an Instagram DM. And really it was like one sentence, one sentence spurred this entire podcast episode. But if you are a social seller, if you're in network marketing, if you're an affiliate marketer, if you're an influencer, if you have a small business, you need to listen to Thursday's episode. I'm telling you, it is for you. And I enjoyed having that alone time because I'm an introvert. I enjoyed, when am I, oh my gosh, like right now I'm trying to record this. My dogs are barking. I can't make this stuff up. Do you hear that? This happens all of the time when I'm recording. <laughs> like it was so nice to be in a quiet hotel room alone with my thoughts and record that podcast. It was a very quick but much needed trip. We got in on Friday night, stayed Saturday, and then we we caught an early morning flight, which is not my favorite. I'm not going to lie. But it was like choose between an early morning flight or a late night flight and we wanted to get home and spend time with our kids. I always take Dramamine before I fly because if I don't, I will be that crazy lady on the plane that is screaming, crying, and praying. <laughs> if there's any kind of turbulence, I don't enjoy flying. I used to be terrified of flying actually and have gotten over that fear a lot. How? By flying a lot. It used to be way worse. I used to make myself sick for the week leading up to the flight. I would just think about it and I don't know if anybody can relate to this, but what I would think about while we were flying 
and preparing to fly is just falling. What is falling 30,000 feet out of the air going to feel like? Like that kind of, those are the kind of thoughts that I have. And I have cried on planes before. I used to always tell the flight attendant when I got on, like, Hey, I just need to let you know that I'm a nervous flyer. And that always made me feel so much better just to tell somebody. And I've also held strangers hands before. <laughs> so I'm a much better flyer now. I'm way more calm, especially if I take Dramamine. And we also fly in and out of Salt Lake City, Utah, which is always turbulent. We normally fly Southwest, which if you're not familiar with Southwest, you choose your seat when you get on the plane. And I don't know if you have a place where you sit, but Preston always sits by the window and I always sit in the middle seat. And then if the plane's not full, I can move over if I want to and have room. We can have extra room or whatever, but I'm normally always in the middle seat. Well, we were on a full flight. So I knew there was going to be somebody sitting next to me. And there's two different types of people that fly. One is people like myself, introverts, earbuds in, headphones on, watching a show. I don't want to talk to the person next to me. I'm not interested in hearing your life story. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I just want to control my breathing, distract myself with a movie or a book or take a nap. And I don't want to have a conversation. And then the other person who flies is my husband, who is an extrovert. And if you sit next to my husband on a plane, you'll be best friends by the time you get off of that plane. You will know everything about each other by the time you get off that plane. He often flies Delta when he flies alone, and he he often gets bumped up to first class. And he loves it. He says he meets the most interesting people in first class. He's always talking to people. He He has never met a stranger in his life. And here's the thing. I don't care who sits next to me. I'm just like praying though, like, please don't be an extrovert. Because if you're an extrovert, then I'm going to have to switch seats and make my husband, who is a big man, sit in this middle seat so you guys can talk to each other. Because I do not want to engage in a conversation with a stranger right now. So this man sits down next to me in the empty seat and immediately starts asking me questions about my life. And I'm like, oh, Lord, give me strength. That's an extrovert. <laughs> so here's what happens. I'm in the middle seat. Okay. I have an opinion about this. I think that if you are sitting in the middle seat, you should get the armrests. It makes sense to me. This man had no concept of personal space. He was not only taking the armrest, he was leaning in to my seat. And it's not like he was like a big man. He was like an average sized man. And it was very uncomfortable. And at first I started leaning into my husband because I'm like, well, that's okay. I'll just snuggle up with my husband. I like doing that. Then it just got to me and I started getting angry about it. And I was like, you know what? I paid for my full seat, sir. And you're taking up your seat and half of my seat and you don't need to. And I was like, he has no idea. I, he is sitting next to a very strong, independent rebel woman who will not stand for this. <laughs> and I was like, he has no idea, but I'm going to lean into this. I am going to lean into this and make him so uncomfortable, he moves back over into his seat. Preston has no idea, by the way. He passed out before we even took off the runway. So that's exactly what I did. That's exactly what I did. And I, I'm not necessarily proud of it, but I didn't lean away. I leaned into it. Mm-hmm. We were touching. We were touching. And guess what? He eventually moved into his seat and folded his arms so I got the armrest. <laughs> I'm crazy. I told my husband after we were off the plane what happened. And he was like, wait, 
you were cuddling with this man? I'm like, no, we were not cuddling. We were just having some kind of power struggle over who gets the armrest, which it should be the person in the center seat, okay? All I'm saying was it was bizarre. I have never had somebody sit next to me and be all up in my business like that. Something else exciting happened in our family last week. Baby girl got her driver's permit and I feel really bad. She's my oldest and I don't know what I'm doing as a parent. And I didn't realize that in Utah, and I don't know if it's this way everywhere, you have to have your learner's permit for six months before you can drive alone without an adult. And her birthday is in August and we just got it and it's May. So that means she's going to have to drive with an adult longer than her 16th birthday. I already apologized to her. I told her, I'm sorry. You are the guinea pig. I love you so very much. Thank you for helping pave the way for your brother and sister so that they don't have the same things happen to them. Something else I was not prepared for was teaching another human being, my teenage daughter, how to drive. It's terrifying. And I try to stay really calm. And if you ask her, because I have asked her, okay, who's calm? Who's more calm, me or your daddy? And she's like, you're actually both really calm. And I'm like, that's good. She thinks I'm calm because on the inside, I'm screaming. Here's the thing. I don't feel like I'm qualified to teach somebody else how to drive. Like, yes, I've been driving for so long, but still, I'm not a very good driver. I'm just going to say it, okay? I'm not a very good driver. I didn't get my driver's license until I was 18. I had all kinds of anxiety about learning how to drive. And I failed my driver's test, I think, two or three times. I can't remember I still to this day cannot parallel park to save my life. That's one of the reasons why I kept failing the test. Finally, I think it was the third time I passed it. The driving teacher, the person giving me the test, forgot to test me on parallel parking. We had already arrived back to the DMV. And he turns to me and is like, oh, I forgot to test you on parallel parking. Do you know how to parallel park? And I lied. (laughs) I lied. I was like, of course. Who doesn't? That's how I got my license. I am a terrible parker. My kids make fun of me all of the time. I honestly think it is like a talent how badly I park. Like that you have to have a special talent to park the way that I park. So I have decided I'm going to put her into driving school and somebody else is going to teach my teenage daughter how to drive because I am not qualified to do this. But if you have advice, please send it my way over on Instagram. Message me. If you've raised teenagers, like, how do you do this? This is freaking scary. Sitting in the passenger seat while your baby girl is driving for the first time? It's terrifying. And this whole teenage, being a mom of teenagers, this is a new stage of life. We are in a new stage phase of life. We are figuring it out as we go. So please send all of the advice. If you've been there, done that, message me on Instagram. I'm dead serious. (laughs) Send help, please. After I'm done recording this podcast episode, I'm fixing to go buy some new bunk beds. I don't think I've ever talked about this before on the podcast, but we actually own an Airbnb. And I don't know about you, but I love staying in Airbnbs. I love it. It's such a different experience than staying in hotel rooms. And I did not know this until we owned our own Airbnb that people don't take care of Airbnbs like they take care of their own homes. We have had some crazy things happen at our Airbnb, like a huge window that was broken. I'm like, what? How in the world? What? It's on the second floor. I don't understand. 
Also, there was some kind of party that went on and somebody had spilled pink vodka all over the carpets throughout the house one time. How did we know? They left the bottle of pink vodka on the kitchen island. And recently, um, our last guest that stayed there broke one of the bunk beds. And here's the thing. I understand like it happens. Stuff is going to get broken. It's part of home ownership in general, but also part of having an Airbnb. Stuff's going to have to be replaced. And luckily we bought the place completely fully furnished. I mean, there was a lot of stuff that I had to declutter and get rid of because it kind of looked like grandma's cabin. I'll tell you about the cabin in a minute. But I was a little annoyed because I'm like, well, dang it. Now I have to not just replace that bunk bed, but I got to replace the other matching bunk bed in that room because I can't have mismatched furniture. And I got to get these bunk beds ordered today because we are coming up on our busiest season, summertime. So we own a beautiful cabin in Garden City, Utah aka Bear Lake, Utah. It's my happy place. And we got it because it makes us happy to be out in nature. If you've never been to Garden City, Utah, it's beautiful. Bear Lake is a huge lake. Half of it's in Utah, half of it's in Idaho. It literally goes across the border. It's called the Caribbean of the Rockies. I don't love lakes. I don't know about you, but something about lakes just grosses me out. Normally lakes are like brown. You can't see the bottom. You don't know what's swimming underneath you. If you've ever watched river monsters, you're like, nope, not doing it. But this lake is blue. It's called the Caribbean of the Rockies for a reason. It is blue all of the time. And it has something to do with I'm just going to read it. I had to Google it. It says Bear Lake contains abundant suspended microscopic particles of white colored calcium carbonate lime that reflect the water's natural blue color back to the surface, giving the lake its intense turquoise blue color. So the lake is beautiful. It is a mountain glacier lake. It's deep. It's over 200 feet deep. So it's always cold, even in the middle of summer. It's absolutely breathtaking. And not only do you have the blue lake, which is, you need to put it on your bucket list and see this lake. It's incredible, but it's also surrounded by mountains. Oh my gosh. I don't know about you, but my soul loves being in the mountains at this lake. And I love our cabin. It is a rustic log cabin. It is at the very top of, I don't know if I would call it a mountain or a hill. So very top, we have a full wraparound porch on the second level of our home and we have a million dollar view. It is beautiful. If you want to see pictures, if you're nosy like me and you want to see pictures of the inside, the outside, all of it, I will link it in the show notes below so you can check it out and you can see the view that I'm talking about. But I'm so grateful that we have, first of all, that we've been blessed with the ability to buy a second home, that we are able to Airbnb it out. We bought this home and it is a big cabin. It has seven bedrooms and five and a half bathrooms, but we bought a big, big cabin on purpose because I'm the oldest of seven kids. Preston's the middle of six. We have big families and we wanted to have a cabin where we could invite our families to come at least once a year to enjoy the cabin. And that has been a huge blessing. We both have family reunions on the schedule for summertime for my family and then a separate time for his family. And it is booked all summer long. This cabin is booked all summer long, but it's such a fun town too. I think they had literally have like one stoplight. We just got a grocery store there. 
I think there's only like 600 people who live in this town, but I love it. It is just my happy place. It is my happy place. My soul just feels happy being in the mountains. And I'm so grateful that we have this beautiful cabin. So we are headed into our busiest season and I got to get this furniture replaced today. And if you ever go to Garden City, if you ever go to Bear Lake, make sure to get a raspberry shake. That's what they're known for. Raspberries is what they're known for. And my favorite beach is Rendezvous Beach, which by the way, I used to pronounce Rendezvous. <laughs> Have you ever seen how Rendezvous is spelled? My family made fun of me. I'm like, we're going to go to Rendezvous Beach. And they're like, you mean Rendezvous Beach? I'm like, no way. I guess it's, it's a French word, right? Rendezvous Beach. I know everybody goes to North Beach, but I love Rendezvous Beach. And there's literally so much to do there. There's hiking. It's close to Beaver Mountain. So if you want to go in the winter and go skiing, you can do that. You can rent ATVs and side-by-sides and boats and jet skis. And there's literally so much to do there. There is a ropes course and zip lining and mini golf and go-karts and pickleball courts and horseback riding. There's so much to do there. Fishing. So much to do there. I absolutely love it. Also, if you go, there's all of these mom and pop restaurants. Delicious. So good. Try all of them. But I had to share because I feel like most people don't know about this place. And it is my happy place. I feel like most people don't know about Garden City, Utah. Most people don't know about the Caribbean of the Rockies, this beautiful blue lake. It's literally a hidden gem. Again, if you want to check out my happy place, if you're nosy like me and you just want to take a little peek into what my cabin looks like on the inside and the out, the view, everything, I will link that in the show notes below. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. That wraps it up for another personal episode and I will see you inside the next one.